0: Welcome to another episode of the fantasyhoops.tv podcast, talking all things NBA fantasy. We are rounding the bend here into another final stretch, that is the fantasy NBA playoffs, and one guy who is firmly in the driver's seat with yet another finals berth, it's Nicholas Spicy Dice Paradise. Damn right, how are you doing sir? Excellent, although not as good as you. Mm. I, uh, I fell out of, uh, of the running a long time ago. Yes, you sure did, and here I am (laughs) heading towards what is my uh, second straight uh, Finals berth. Potentially your first uh, Finals win, you're looking pretty good there. Yeah, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but
1: very excited going back to the big dance once again.
0: Yeah, look, we've got all the very necessary fantasy tips for your upcoming Finals fortnight, and congrats to all of you who have made it this far, Mm. especially you, Dice. The rest of you, I'm firmly in your boat, better luck next year, but (laughs) stick with us, Uh, we've got uh, some real NBA news coming a little bit later. But first, Dice, we're at the end of the semi-final round, another mm. fortnight behind mm-hmm. us, and you're going to talk to us now about the best fantasy performer of the past week and then some more spicy sleeper performances.
1: Yeah, so I think when you're looking at the last seven days in totality, there's a few players that come to mind, but um, right off uh, the top of the page, it really springs right up in front of you, LeBron James. Yeah, he has been, no surprises there. Yeah, he has been... Um, Averaging 34 points, 12 assists and 8.3 rebounds over the last seven days, which is just phenomenal considering he's, what, 39, 40 now?
0: Yeah, he's like 50 years old. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he's essentially an old man, but he's he's actually getting better with age and he's just put the Cavaliers on his back and um, defying all odds. I think if you were to uh, go all the way back to the start of uh, your fantasy seasons, um, looking at your pre-draft rankings and any sort of mock drafting that you might have done, everyone is always going to talk about LeBron James, but I think the fact that he has just been so solid over the last couple of weeks this season and again this week again, he's just far and away the best fantasy performer right now.
0: Yeah, and probably the best NBA performer like, yeah. all around. He's, yeah. he's taken the cake in uh, in the real world and the fantasy world mm. as well. It's just mm. crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah.
1: I think LeBron dropped out of our playoffs uh, around ago. I think yeah. He, yeah, he fell out in the uh, quarterfinals. So no LeBron for me to worry about uh, going into the finals of my particular league. Um, but yeah, his numbers absolutely leap off the page. Just incredible efficiency and distribution from the King.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they had that they had that statement win against the Raptors um, mm. ear- earlier in the week. And the mm. Raps, everyone's been sort of tipping them maybe up until that point, maybe not so much since then. Mm. But this is their year. This is the year they're going to knock off uh, LeBron, and, you know, the the Celtics players are dropping like flies, so they're not really in that conversation at the moment as a, as a team. Um, but then LeBron just comes out and just dominates them, even though the Raps dropped 70 points in the first half of that game. Mm. looks like, you know, it's just another Cavs loss because prior to then they'd been on a bit of a, not a losing streak, but they'd been losing more games yeah. than they have been winning. Yeah, it was
1: concerning. Since um, then
0: they've been on a roll. Sorry, yeah, go on.
1: They, yeah, they absolutely have. I think um, if you go all the way back to when they played... Uh, Denver, in the first week of March, um, in Denver, managed to um, get one back on the Nuggets, who uh, escaped Cleveland with the W uh, back on the third. Yeah, Yeah. so um, ever since that game at Denver, which was on the 7th of March, uh, LeBron and the Cavs have really just been rolling. Um, Actually, there's a note here, it says, LeBron James reached 2,000 points, I believe that's within a season. Uh, For the 10th time in his career, a mark only equaled by Michael Jordan and Karl Malone in NBA history.
0: Yeah, and it was the first time since 2012 as well, which is outstanding. Mm. Obviously, his championship winning prime, I guess, Mm. with the Heat in 2012. Mm. and The fact that he's now hitting that mark again. I also read his agent, Maverick Carter, said in the news uh, recently, maybe we should uh, get to this a little bit more in the NBA news segment of the podcast but that LeBron spends on average 1.5 million dollars per year I think it was Mm. uh, on his body which is not surprising self care yeah Yeah. that's insane it was like hyperbaric chamber and like ice chambers and you know all this shit all this core training it is
1: showing right now Um, and as I was (laughs) alluding to moments ago I think if everyone goes back um, and looks at where they had LeBron James in their pre-draft rankings. I don't think anyone would have, would have had him as a clear-cut number one. Um, and I think he went seven in uh, the draft for this particular league we're talking about just before uh, Nikola Jokic, but he is doing far better than Jokic and everyone else in the league right now. Um, LeBron James yeah. is crushing it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, next year at the draft, the same thing will happen. Mm. Surely LeBron can't do it again mm. for another year. He'll we're be same 34 and uh, he'll probably dominate again. So who knows? <laughs> anyway, look, we can talk about LeBron James on oh, the sure show, but there are probably very few uh, teams out there that are going into the finals who have LeBron available on the wire. Mm, yeah, so let's let's talk about some of the, the yeah. spicy sleeper yeah, options. Yeah, let's,
1: let's talk options. So, uh one guy that may potentially be out there is uh Kelly Olynyk. I know he's available in one of my Yahoo leagues. He actually saw a 25% jump in ownership um in ESPN leagues over the last 7 days, I think it is. Yeah, and he yeah, he's averaging some pretty solid numbers, uh 20 points, 6.3 assists and right on 6 rebounds with uh right under one turnover per game. So um good efficiency from the clinic and um probably one of those guys you could look towards if they are floating out there on your waiver wire whether it's a points or a cats league. Um, Definitely someone to uh, keep in mind.
0: Just don't watch him. Put him on your fantasy team. Don't watch the games. I I, (laughs) I heard it on a a Ringer podcast earlier today, and they said that Olinik plays like a moose with his legs tied together. Yeah. And if if you see him like stumble into the paint and then just like recover at the last minute and get the bucket, it's not pretty. Certainly witnessed that um, when he was playing with the Celtics. He's like a moose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a a set and forget kind of situation where just like put him in your team and maybe don't watch him because it might not seem like he's playing well as you're watching him but then the stats certainly rack up mm. so uh, definitely the clinic worth mm. a look mm. so um, we've got a few names to uh, rattle
1: off here um, the likes of uh, Fred Van Vliet Quinn Cook Tyler Ulis, Ish Smith Troy Daniels Denzel Valentine Shabazz Muhammad Chiak Diallo Kevin Looney and Alex Len. Um, I'll start uh, right off with the latter, Alex Len. I picked him up overnight. I actually had an alarm go off at 4 (laughs) a.m. Dedication. Yeah, to try and pick up Gary Harris. Uh, Gary Harris uh, was picked up before I could get to him, believe it or not. A fellow league manager had scooped him up just two minutes before. So Alex Len was my number two option, and I'll be riding with him into the finals. Um, So he's currently 22% owned. He's probably not on your fantasy radar, but given what's happened with the front court in uh, Phoenix, um, Alex Lynn has seen some a uh, bit of a jump in numbers over the last three games, um, and in the past five games, he's averaging 8.6 rebounds and shooting 63% from the field in just 23.4 minutes. So it's good efficiency. Um, he's also averaging uh, 11.2 blocks and 1. Point, sorry, 1.2 blocks and 11.2 points over that time. So Alex Len um, probably solidifying uh, that center spot as we close out the season uh, for Phoenix, um, particularly given what's happened to Tyson Chandler.
0: Yeah. Now, look, I know if we've sort of moved into uh, the future... Weeks, uh, pick pickup options. Uh, but before we sort of officially transition to that, I just wanted to quickly reach mm. back into the previous segment mm. and give a reach-out to Terry Rogier oh, of, uh, of my Boston T3 Celtics. Six. Now, he, he a- absolutely balled out today. Uh, 41 fantasy points if you're in a standard points league. 33 points, 5 steals, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. And he hit eight threes in the game as well. Um, and he got our man Aaron who played friend of the show, Nick Collins. Wow, um, he totally
1: did. Look at that. Yeah,
0: he basically won him his semifinals game and got him into the finals, um, (laughs) uh, which is just amazing. So look, he's probably not out there. Looks like he's 54.5% owned in standard ESPN leagues at the moment. But if he is out there, pause this podcast and go check on that because Kyrie Irving... We'll get to the injury news a little bit later. He's out for the rest of the regular season, mm. at least. Mm. Uh, so is Marcus Smart. So it's really down to Terry Rogier and Shane Larkin mm. to pick up the point guard role there in Boston. Yeah, amazing Rozier. numbers
1: from uh, the road dog.
0: Um. Yeah, totally. Now, um, we will just um, hop back into uh, tips for the upcoming week. Mm. And Quinn Cook has been cooking up something good, so to speak. <laughs> Steph Curry's been out. Uh, he had the ankle injury, and then he was back for a pretty impressive game before JaVale McGee... Fell on him. Shaqton uh, a fool. Yeah. Shaqton big time. And now he's out for the rest of the regular season um, with an MCL sprain. Yeah, I even that's heard tough. Steve Kerr was quoted today saying that he definitely won't play in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. Um, which, you know, if you're a Warriors fan and you've got the rest of your complement back, you're not that worried about. They did lose to the Jazz today who have been playing really well to their credit, mm, but mm. the Warriors were missing the likes of Curry, Clay, Durant. And Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yes. And uh, somewhat satisfying as a non Warriors fan, it turns out if they're missing all those guys, then they're just a shit team, yeah. which is fucking great. Um, it's really yeah. good to see them just be shit yeah. after being so good for yeah, so long. Yeah, it is. Uh,
1: em- and those injuries to what are four fifths of their starting lineup is emblematic of uh, the just injury riddled season we've had. But Queen Cook, you're right. Um, he has been bowling out. Um, I was actually a little bit annoyed I couldn't scoop him up off the waiver wire my myself.
0: Yeah. Um, well, quite an efficient guard, right now in uh three of the six games that he's missed uh sorry that curry's missed mm. cook's been averaging 24 points 4.3 rebounds and four assists and one and a half steals with four threes yeah, per game as well that's quite so good. like i said he's, he's cooking it up and unless we see the return of some of these key warriors players in the near future which is at least a week away yeah Um, at the very least someone you want on your side and only 29% owned um, in standard league yeah he's got the
1: starting spot doesn't he
0: yeah he does Um, so you know we said they're a heap of shit at the moment Queen Cook is definitely at the precipice the top of that big heap or pile of shit so um, good for him good for his career (laughs) and for future contracts and good for your fantasy team potentially so uh, get out there and pick him up
1: yeah so one other guy uh, we can talk about for a contending uh, playoff bound team but not necessarily a household name is uh, Fred Van Vliet um, he's currently fifteen percent owned, um, and the Raptors are coming off uh, two what we call fantasy-friendly, high-scoring games against the Cavs and Nets. Uh, the aforementioned Cavs Raptors matchup, where LeBron absolutely went ham, but yeah. Fred VanVleet as well. Um, he's played a big role in those two games. Uh, he's combined for thirty-two points, seven rebounds, six assists, four threes, and eight three-pointers. I believe that's on average, or is that combined? That is on average. That is on average. Wow, yeah, those are amazing numbers. Um, And bearing in mind the Raptors only play twice.
0: Sorry, sorry. That is combined. That is combined, combined, people. (laughs) Yep. We're not going to edit this out, so just... Take note, combined.
1: (laughs) Um, So the Raptors play twice this week on uh, Tuesday and Saturday. Um, So he is a streamer option. Just just bear in mind that uh, he's only playing two contests. So you might want to try and rotate him in and out, uh, depending on how your league adjusts for acquisitions overnight. Yeah,
0: and you mentioned Denzel Valentine before Dice. So yeah,
1: yeah, we touched on him on the whole list of players. I think Denzel Valentine is, uh, yeah, I mean...
0: Well, pretty much anyone who's getting minutes for the Bulls at the moment. They're not playing to win, so I don't mm. know this for certain, but you have to imagine that individual players might be going for individual stats, um, knowing yeah. that they're not really aiming yeah, to win. 100%. And Valentine, currently only 37% owned. Um, it's a, bring
1: him up here, Denzel Valentine.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, he's been on fire uh, from three. I think he hit a career high eight threes against the Cavs in a loss. Um, but that's an incredible mm. statistic, especially if you cats league guys. Even in your points league, like eight threes is insane. And before that, he made ten threes in the past three games um he's been healthy he uh, knocks up a few other stats defensively like steals for example as well yeah um and they play four games this week so definitely worth a look
1: yeah he i can see here he had five steals against my beloved denver nuggets yeah, um that's crazy. going off for uh, i guess over the last uh week or so anywhere between um 10 and uh 20 real life points which equates to any number of numbers depending on uh, your scoring in your ESPN leagues but yeah Denzel Valentine I like the cut of his jib um, and if he's out there on the waiver wire definitely give him a look while the likes of Chris Dunn, Levine and Markkinen are still on the sidelines um, one other guy we could touch on is uh, still uh, the the still relevant um, Ish Smith um, he's 20% owned currently and while Reggie Jackson has returned uh, from an ankle injury um, Ish Smith is actually uh, the much better performer of the yeah. two
0: I think that's always been the case yeah. um, Although Van Gundy there just have failed to realize that Or maybe it's because what they're paying Reggie Jackson Exactly
1: but, right Yeah, Yeah. I was actually talking to a uh, Pistons fan today And we had that exact conversation oh, You got right? into it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was a tortured uh, Pistons fan We were just talking about the types of contracts they're tied to What's going on So um, Ish Smith, um, he is averaged That's average people. He's averaged 14.3 points, 4 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 1.3 steals, and 1.33s in three games since Reggie Jackson has returned from injury. So those are still very good numbers and very relevant numbers, despite the fact what is, for all um, considerations, the starting point guard uh, back in Detroit. So Smith, Reggie Jackson... uh, seems right now you want to lead towards the former. Um, And the Pistons, uh, what's their schedule looking like uh, for this week? They apparently have the most favorable schedule of any team this week, Hmm.
0: Um, including games on Thursday and Saturday. And they've definitely got four games as well, so uh, definitely worth a look. Hmm. Now, look, uh, before we move on to the next segment, I just want to thank... Basketball Monster, stats.nba.com, and Fantasy NBA Reddit mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. some of that. Uh, Praise B. Yeah, for some of that uh, spicy information and, and compiled by us before recording here at the Fantasy Hoops.tv podcast. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment for some uh, news around the league. We'll be back. the fantasyhoops.tv podcast. We've just delivered a spicy package of fantasy tips for those of you who were lucky enough to make the finals. We're now moving on to some news from around the league itself. An interesting time of the year heading into the playoffs Mm. where seeding in both conferences uh, is a hot topic. Dice... Your beloved Denver Nuggets are, are close there, are currently ninth in the Western Conference. And take us through, you know, your your feelings about the Western Conference seedings from a Nuggets fans' perspective.
1: Yeah, so right now uh, you've got the Warriors and the Rockets who have clinched uh, the top two seeds out west, but it is wide open between uh, three and I guess even nine and ten. Um, As a Denver Nuggets fan, you're hot on the heels of the Utah Jazz and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves who have 42 wins and 32 losses each respectively. So really for Denver they've got to pull out all stops to win every single game on the road for the rest of this month and beyond because It's not going to get any easier, um, particularly with the likes of Gary Harris scheduled to at least miss the next two games.
0: Yeah, that's Um,
1: tough. But reading down the list from the third seed, you've got the Blazers, the Thunder, the Pelicans, the Spurs, and as I said, the Timberwolves and the Jazz. Um, It must be a divisional tiebreaker there, putting the Timberwolves ahead of the Jazz they're on the same record
0: yeah and on the Western Conference uh, the San Antonio Spurs dropped down to the 10th seed Mm. a few weeks back and everyone was like oh my god this is gonna be the first time forever that Mm. they don't make the playoffs since Mm. the late 90s I think Mm. uh, which is insane and they've had all of that drama and turmoil around the claw Mm. uh, potentially not coming back Mm. um, which still is up in the air Apparently, they had a players-only meeting there where they, quote, implored him to return. Um, But there's still no news out of that. But LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, we talked about LeBron putting a team on his back. Yeah, I was looking at his
1: numbers the other day. Yeah,
0: so going back uh, five games, I'm just going to read out his actual points scored. Obviously, he's had a bunch of rebounds and some assists and steals and blocks on Mm. top of that. Yeah, great numbers. 39 points, 33 points, 27 points, 45 points and 34 points against Milwaukee mm. uh, yesterday. So um, that's just crazy for Marcus Aldridge. And basically, they got down to 10, and he was like, fuck that, we're making the playoffs. Like, yeah. I'm here. Uh, Kawhi's not here. Um, this is
1: some throwback LMA we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, and he definitely had some issues, maybe teething issues. This is not news at all, mm. but fitting into that Spurs system, mm. you know, having to... Um, be able to defer to Kawhi and sometimes Tony Parker and stuff like that as well and not be the focal point of the offense now he's totally that and Mm. he's killing it
1: Mm. yeah I think also another surprising thing is seeing uh, the likes of the Pels and the Timberwolves slip whereas OKC are still locked in albeit only by one win on the Pels they're locked in at number 4 and the Blazers they're locked in firmly at 3 with uh, 45 wins and 28 losses so Super competitive out west. And I think uh, when the playoffs roll around, whether or not they've got my beloved Denver Nuggets in them or not, you're going to see some spicy first-round matchups.
0: Yeah, like I'm looking at the standings now, and like Rockets-Jazz would be the 1-8 matchup. Mm. And like both of those teams have been on fire. And the Rockets, you make the one seed and you kind of think, okay, like we're going to at least be able to coast through the first round. But the Jazz have been like amazing. And ironically, they're sort of one like, elite all-star free agent away from being a really top-tier team, yeah. i.e. Gordon Haywood, who, yeah. like, obviously it's difficult to to really speak on that because you could say a similar thing about the Celtics. Could they be the one seed if they'd had a healthy Haywood all yeah. season? But the Jazz, like, just look like they've got such a solid foundation and you throw in a perennial all-star there and they, they'd just be on fire.
1: Yeah, I think um, a lot of their success this season is down to uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, he was written off... Uh, at least from what I had read going into the season and he's just crushed it. I think another consideration is obviously the likes of Donovan Mitchell who has averaged 20 points per game or more for his entire rookie season so far.
0: And if it weren't for Ben Simmons, he'd be getting Rookie of the Year for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Also, you've got to consider the likes of Joe Ingles. Um, Just just set a new franchise record for three-pointers made for the Jazz. So there's a whole lot of parts clicking right there in Mm. Utah. Um, But yeah, it definitely uh, adds uh, weight to the fact that 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 Northwest division, the Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Blazers and Thunder is the bloodbath division out West.
0: Yeah, now moving East briefly, uh, where there's a similar tie-up. Basically, the top eight teams uh, Mm. are completely determined. So it's it's slightly different, but the actual seeding is completely different. So the Raptors, Celtics... Cavs, seventy sixes and the Pacers have all clinched playoff spots, and that's the first playoff berth for the Sixers since 2012, Mm. which is awesome. Uh, It's going to be so good to see the process in... The playoffs, and that'd yeah. be a pretty spicy matchup between yeah. the 76ers and the Pacers. And I, I definitely tip the Sixers to, to win that matchup, and move on to the second round, which is just awesome. We get to see more Simmons and more Embiid. Mm. Is he tweeting during the playoffs, <laughs> or does he go? Um, what does LeBron say? Does go dark, zero dark 30, yeah, which yeah. is like a completely <laughs> like that. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't like, watched. it doesn't mean what he thinks it means, yeah. but it doesn't mean ceasing to use social media. Oh, LeBron, anyway. So, uh it's going to be great to see Embiid in the playoffs and just the social media Simmons, around
1: that. Yeah, they got, they got a great thing going on. But reading up from there, you've got, like you said, the Cavs and then your beloved Celtics and Raptors. Uh, you've got the Pacers down at five, Wizards at six, Bucks at seven, and the Heat at eight. Um, I like all those teams. Um, that would make it super entertaining.
0: Yeah, I feel like the last few seasons, at the very least, the first round of the playoffs has been a bit of a wash in terms mm. of entertainment. Mm. And looking at both conferences this year, I just I don't feel that way. I feel mm. like every matchup from 1-8 and then working inward from there yeah. um, is super interesting. Yeah. Like the Miami Heat, they're currently at 8, so they'd be playing the Raptors. And that's really tight there. It's only half a game's difference between the Bucks and the Heat. Mm. Uh, and Miami Heat, they're the sort of team that I feel like any top-seeded, higher-seeded team is trying to get away from because yeah. with Coach Spolstra um, and the system they run there, yes. like they can beat 100%, anybody.
1: 100%. Um, I, you're giving me flashbacks to the uh, Denver game in Miami <laughs> yeah. where I believe they had one of the highest scoring games of uh, recent seasons. Um, yeah, it was a double overtime loss for my beloved Denver Nuggets and I think it just goes to show like the type of coach that Eric Spolstra is. Um, he's He doesn't have like super elite all-star talent on his team. Um, But they were just taking it to uh, the Nuggets tooth and nail because they want to stay in that playoff picture. And just as desperate Denver is, uh, Miami are just as desperate to stay in the uh, playoff picture.
0: Yeah, and look, a lot of injuries surrounding a lot of uh, elite teams at the moment, Mm. uh, which affects the playoffs. So we we mentioned Steph Curry earlier, who's got Mm. the MCL sprain. Steve Kerr said that he's definitely not coming back in the first round. You know, as a Celtics fan, I know that Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, uh, definitely not rejoining the team until at least the second round of the playoffs. Um, so we've got this sort of skeleton squad at the moment, and you know, if we come up against Giannis or the Heat, uh, you know, obviously Giannis could yeah. probably win a series on his own, and Coach Spoelstra can win a series on his own. Mm. Um, I'm worried without having those those marquee players. We've got Jalen Brown back, thankfully but um, it's going to be interesting to see if the, you know, the genius of yeah. Brad Stevens can, can push a, through the first round. It totally becomes a battle of the minds at that point. Um, I well, think, an execution as well. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to draw up a play, but it's another thing to have guys on the court that yeah. can actually execute. Yeah,
1: um, Boston obviously emphasize uh, defense first, um, and that sort of comes through in uh, the style of play um, they've got going on right now, and it's why they've been so hard to beat. Um, So if you're looking at a uh, Celtics-Bucks or Celtics-Heat matchup, that's going to be very interesting because um, Miami Heat and Bucks kind of try to get out and score a little bit at will, whereas Boston have historically and even this season maintained that uh, reputation as one of the premier uh, defensive teams in the league. Um, as evidenced by the fact they've only lost 23 games.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Hayward goes out five minutes into yeah. the season. Here we are with, I think, 11 games remaining, mm. and they're on 50 wins for the season, mm, potentially think... going to win five more, which will be more than what they won last season with a much healthier team.
1: Yeah, I think to date their opponent's points per game is at uh, just over 100 at 100.3 points per game. So stellar defensive work from the Boston
0: Celtics. Yeah, and you can thank uh, Brad Stevens for that. And while we're on the <laughs> Celtics, Mook Morris, Marcus Morris, if he's available in your fantasy league, I doubt that he is because he basically space jammed a combination of Paul Pierce and I'm going to say it, Michael Jordan, because that dude has been bowling the fuck out. Seriously, mm. he hit like two game winners for us um, against uh, OKC mm. and then like the go-ahead ice in the game basket against the Portland Trailblazers. Two fairly good hot teams, particularly important trailblazers and look Morris just put him away mm. I don't know where that's come from mm. at the start of the season he was like the biggest no no yes guy ever where <laughs> whenever he would get the ball he would just stop the flow of the offense which is meant to be emotion offense uh and then just iso and take a shot now every time he gets the ball you just like begging him to shoot it because it always goes in
1: yeah um he's been pretty uh solid from uh, mid-range right
0: yeah, from everywhere. Seriously, yeah. from everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. I don't know where it's come from. Yeah, I've
1: seen like a few uh, highlights of uh, his shot from beyond the arc, and it, it looks uh, very smooth. He's putting up very good numbers in three-pointers made. Um, I think he's only had one game that I can see in this little snapshot, and that was against Indiana on, back on the 11th of March where he didn't make a single three-pointer. But every other game, uh, he's made at least one three-pointer and putting up really good uh, points and decent sort of Swiss Army knife. In- Nice stats across most categories.
0: Yeah, and two 30-point games uh, in the last month. He missed mm. today's game, or yesterday's game, rather, against Sacramento with a sprained ankle. He'll mm. be back. He's only day-to-day. Mm. Um, but he's been the guy who's really stepped up and, um, and kept the Celtics on this win streak. Has so, he
1: been the superior Morris twin? I think so. I,
0: I believe so. It yeah. could come down to usage rate or just like the sheer ballsiness of like i've got the ball i'm going to take the shot yeah um yeah i think
1: i can see right here he definitely has just edged his brother out in terms of point totals and averages in the last seven and last 15 days so shout out to uh morris keep doing what you do
0: all right well that just about does it for another episode of the fantasyhoops.tv podcast Mm -hmm. like we said earlier to all of you who are in the finals Congratulations and good luck, godspeed, good sirs or people. Uh, All the best to you. We've got some exciting things coming up for the offseason. We're definitely not going anywhere and we'll probably be back in the next week or so to touch base with you halfway through your finals birth yes Oh, finals matchup rather yep but we look forward to uh bringing some more fantasy related and nba related content to you in the off season uh, it's been fun talking to you guys throughout this season and and putting that advice out there and hopefully it's been a help to some of you if not all of you uh, we'll be back in a week uh, until then it's been real peace